Our gospel text is not a Eucharistic one in the sense that we normally think. Curiously, however, it contains some key action words that are used in the Eucharistic sacrifice. Jesus took the bread and the fish, looked up to heaven, said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them. I would, however, like to draw your attention to two things that happened before the people were fed with this miracle, things that must happen to each of us before we are fed with the miracle that comes from this altar and every altar and every Catholic and Orthodox church. First, Jesus preached about the kingdom of God. Second, Jesus healed those who needed to be cured, preaching and healing, the divine word and the divine mercy. Both were necessary preconditions before the 5,000 and the disciples could fully share in the miracle of the multiplication of loaves and fish. And they are necessary preconditions for you and I to partake of the holy gifts from this altar. But why are preaching and healing necessary before we receive the holy gifts? Preaching about the kingdom prepares people to open themselves up to a hope this world is completely incompetent in giving. Preaching about the kingdom gives confidence that God's word will accomplish what he sends it out to do that will not return to him empty and void. Preaching calls us to grow in trust that our God truly loves us. Healing cleanses us from those impurities, voluntary and involuntary, that would otherwise frustrate what the holy gifts tried to accomplish within us, to bring us into an ever-deepening union, love, and relationship with Jesus. Healing allows us to rise above our limitations and glimpse things from God's perspective instead of settling for our own. Healing, especially from bitterness and resentments, cauterizes the wounds of the past and allows one to move forward in the present and have a future. Preaching and healing are critical. No disciple can ever be content with God's word, but must always be challenged as well as comforted by it. No disciple can ever be fully healed while in this life, for we are constantly assailed by evil from without, and let's be honest, from the evils that lie within our own hearts. Preaching and healing, because they remind us of God's mercy toward us and his acceptance of us, no matter how unacceptable we may think we are, should in turn make Christ's disciples us more receptive to others, more hospitable to others, more welcoming to those who struggle. Preaching and healing should remind us who ask God for forgiveness that we have no right to not forgive another.
In fact, the refusal to forgive another is an act of rebellion against the love God has shown us. All this makes preaching and teaching necessary preconditions for the people to partake of the miracle as recorded in the gospel and for, for us to partake of Eucharist. But preaching and healing can only be as effective as we allow them to be. There was a man who struggled with some very serious sin in his life. As all sins do, if they go unchecked, they created a lot of chaos and turmoil in his life and in the lives of those who cared about him. Oh, he would go to Mass. He'd rush through the prayers, maybe mumble a few of the words here and there. He would politely endure the proclamation of God's Word and the Gospel. He'd go to communion about as mindlessly as one would scratch an itch. And one day he went up to his priest and said, I'm not coming to church anymore, Father. I don't get anything out of it. I know, the priest replied, and I agree, you really should not come anymore. Well, the man's face just fell to the ground. I mean, after all, that's not something you one would expect a priest to say. And the priest continued, I've watched you. You sit in the pew and you occupy space and time and nothing more. Frankly, a rock gives more praise to its creator than you do. You are in entertain me mode. You barely mumble the prayers. You do not open yourself up to God's love. <clears throat> you don't want to be healed. I think you like being miserable, the priest said. You put nothing of yourself into the Mass. So is it any wonder you don't get anything out of it? It was a moment of grace. Not right away, mind you, but over time, the man began to change. And the more he opened himself up to the mercy of God, to the healing God offers, the more that the real man came out. He allowed joy to replace misery, mercy and forgiveness to replace bitterness and anger. In the Gospel and in the action of Eucharist, we hear the words, Jesus took the bread, broke it and gave it, took, break, gave. And this is what Jesus does for us at every Mass. He takes himself, breaks himself, gives himself. He does so to bathe us in forgiveness and mercy, to help us combat the darkness that lies within and grow in his light. Those who are disciples united to him are called, challenged to do the same, to take ourselves, break ourselves, and give ourselves to others. We who receive him are graced to give what we have received, mercy, forgiveness, love.